This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, yes. Spend a icy morning and afternoon with me, Tim McKernan, and you, Jackson Raquette, in the Longo Big Studios. A couple bad boys keeping you warm on a cold and icy Monday morning in St. Louis, Missouri. It's January 22nd, 2024, and we're just a couple of boy sluts on YouTube and on whatever podcast platform you desire. It's the Tim McKernan Show podcast. What episode is it? 611. I think this is either 609 or 610. Ah, Carl Pelker was the first one there, as always. Yeah, surprise there. Why, something else. Uh, yeah, come on in. The water is warm. Jackson and I doing QFTA. I did have a sound story today. Jackson was scheduled for 1130, but uh, had to call an audible because of the IC conditions. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. Smart move. Been rescheduled. Uh, we welcome the people to participate, and uh, you can do so anytime. I mean, you go back and you podcast this program and then you go oh i got a question for the boys and it could be for jackson it could be for jack you'll take questions right well yeah oh yeah t-m-c-k-e-r-n-a-n and inside stl.com and uh, you want your anonymity that's the best way to keep it t mckernan at inside stl.com should we have a qfta email address do you think we'd get more if it was a qfta i don't think so i i could see the upside in doing it maybe to get like one or two more things but if you and I are just going to be looking at it. I just don't know some people are like, oh, I don't want Tim to see my real email address. Well, who do they saying? think is looking at the QFTA email address? One of my many minions. Okay. Well, yeah, then maybe I could see the upside. The only upside I could see is for you to keep your inbox clear. But you'd probably still end up getting well, I don't QFTA. mind them. I enjoy them. Yeah. I, I, don't, I really I don't mind them. I got a few this morning as well. I'll go to the top on this. We'll send it 1032. Tim McKernan inside STL.com. We're in the Longo Big Studio. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you. We're live on YouTube as well, and you can go back and watch the program uh, at youtube.com slash T-M-A-S-T-L, longobigs.com. Is, uh, the studio sponsor, James Carlton of carltoninsurance.net, my insurance agent, 314-961-4800. Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. It's going to be cool, but it's warming up, Jackson. I think well, this ice will be melted here yeah, I hope so. within the next few hours. And, uh, and of course, uh, it's going to be cold, but it's warming up. So it's not going to be like seven degrees and you're going to Scottsdale anyway. So what do you care? Yeah. Next week, next Thursday, I'll be in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Put the heat up on you. And this is just a bunch of boys. 20 boys. Mm. 20 boys. 20 boys in their peak sexual years. Yearning. Probably will be some sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Secreting. (laughs) Including Herb. No, Herb is not going <gasps> to. No, this is a high school friend's bachelor party. So And Herb went to Brew. Herb, 
I don't know if I want to say where he went to school. Eh. Christian Brothers College. No, no, no. Herb and I were in the uh, Jewish fraternity together. So well, CBC um, was out. No. He went to uh, a, a central. You can figure out which one. Wow, that's tough to figure out with these <laughs> these hints. <laughs> Uh, also, thank you to Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Munganess Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, Jamie Burkhardt uh, sponsoring the program and texting in today that after KG and O-Town won the Munganess Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown on TMA, that KG and O-Town now has to be in submitting a roster for the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown, further infuriating Iggy, and uh, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies at evergreenstl.com. Went by his office last week, had a little, had a little talk. Mm-hmm. And then I went by Grassi's. You think Grassi's is open today? I don't know if they're open on Mondays in general. A lot of places close on Mondays. I wouldn't surprise me if they're they either close Sundays and Mondays or both. Oh, you are a cum slut. I am. Michael Grant's closed on every Monday. I don't know. I'm gonna bet they're open. Okay. All right. How much money do I owe you? Twenty at the moment. Theoretically, I could have already looked. Now I think you know me that I wouldn't do that, okay, no. but. It's not fair for a bet. They're open. I knew that because I knew they were open on Sunday. There's no way they're not open on Sunday and Monday. Yeah, maybe I'll stop by. That's a great Sammy. I know. I might stop by. Get some sandwiches for the family. All the boys are home. Yeah. Nice little winter day. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, uh, I said I would start off with this question that came in, and I was curious what direction it was going to go here. I just saw the very beginning while we were doing Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. And I was curious which direction curious what direction it was going. Tim, much like a coach can wear out their welcome. Do you hear that? No. There's like a scratching. You don't hear that? No. It's like somebody's scratching on our door. Like scratch, scratch the gerbil. That's kind of For creepy. Real. Let me go take a look at that. We have like a ring camera where we can We need one. See who's scratching on our door. Reasons. Scratch, scratch the gerbil. I'll take a look. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Burkett. He's going to see who's scratching on our door. Jackson's looking to the left. Jackson's looking to the right. What's that? A ghost? I'm. T- you didn't hear the scratch? It was very odd. It was more audible than the urine streams we hear. I didn't hear anything. Uh, all right, let me go back in here. It's just all the benefits of doing it live, baby. This is all exactly in. Right. All in. Nothing gets cut. Tim, much like a coach can wear out their welcome, or players just don't work out with their team anymore. Serious question here. I thought this was going to be, let's <laughs> take do you Do you know where I was going? I thought it was going to be, let's get rid of somebody on TMA. That's what I thought it was oh, going to okay. be. Yeah. But it's not. Would the Cardinals be better off under new ownership? Bill DeWitt purchased the team for $150 million back in 95. They seem to be all in for most of their run until recently. The team is now worth an estimated $2.55 billion, according to Forbes. That's from March of 2023. They have the money to spend if they chose. I get that they are businessmen and no one makes money just throwing it around. See the 2023 New York Mets. But I have to wonder what this team would look like with a different ownership group willing to spend money. God bless the, De- God bless the DeWitts in what they've done for the city, but maybe it's time they sell and enjoy retirement. Their grandkids will never have to work a day in their life. Thanks. That's from Eric. Yeah, I just, I, I respect the question. It was phrased in a way that wasn't like, you know, hillbilly. Um, but I don't, I just, I understand the situation. At least, let me, I mean, maybe I'm a plot, maybe I'm just wrong. Let me start right there. I am attributing 
two straight confusing off-seasons to the television situation, which I completely understand. Now, perhaps, or certainly, it's because I'm a narcissist, but also because I think this is something that more people can relate to, which is our little world, that because I have sat on the other side of the desk, I tend to empathize with these kinds of things that I see the public, many in the public, not everybody in the public, not necessarily giving enough weight to. And then the person in charge getting blamed, and I just don't see it that way. So to tie it into TMA, if let's say we had a uh, client, now this would be a really bad business model, if we had a client that was responsible for 30% of our revenue, Mm. uh, or 30% of our payroll, and had no idea how we could possibly replace that, well, then inevitably the show would change. The makeup of the show would change. Period. Some would say full stop. I would say it. You would say full stop, would you really? Why not? So therefore, I understand it. I think the thing where I then get on the side of, if there even is a side, the DeWitt side is it's like, well, they're billionaires. They can afford to lose money. And I'm just like, that's not how things work. And it's, and then, then I think it gets more into, well, I don't like that they're rich and they're not spending their money, even though they're billionaires. And I'm not saying that's what this email is doing, but I think when it gets into the DeWallet thing, I think that's, it's the proverbial cheap pop. It's the thing that, you know, it's red meat, you know, mm-hmm. it's take your pick of whatever dumb shit issue that affects like 0.00% of the population. But, you know, somehow it'll mobilize people to vote. Uh, that's, that's how I view the DeWallet thing. And it's like, there's payroll's going to be close to $200 million this year. It's just lacking in pitching. And I get what they, I get what they've done by not having long-term contracts. I like it. I'm a big fan. Uh, they didn't double down on what I think when it's all said and done. You can say, Wilson Contreras is you know, he did what he was expected to do. My view on Wilson Contreras is see what we think when it's all when that contract is done. And I will I would wager anybody I realize who's going to keep this bet over the next five years and book it, um, that that will not be how that deal is viewed when it's over. And uh, they're in a weird spot with this television thing. And I get it. So as opposed to making the uncertain even more uncertain or the hole deeper, they're doing what I think is the right thing. I just think their issue is is that they don't do a good job with their messaging. And I think if they did a better job with their messaging, I think people would give them the benefit of the doubt. I just don't know who for the organization could speak and people would really buy into. I think it would be Bill DeWitt III would be your best choice. And that's not because Bill DeWitt Jr. doesn't have credibility. It's just not who he is. But when you do talk to him, he's a he's obviously a very smart man. It's just not – he's not – so I think it'd be more build with the third, but that's what I went to when we talked on Friday, Jackson, the Matt Carpenter uh, podcast. I'm like, this is an example of an organization that's just really lacking with messaging and being tone deaf. And that's where they miss like a mark lamping. The Blues have one and Doug Armstrong and even their owner. Um, but the Cardinals don't have that. And I think that's what plays a role in this chasm between the fan base and the organization. Jackson, Jackson Burkett, your thoughts. Yeah, I don't think that DeWitt should sell the team. I think that the uh, this city of St. Louis is lucky 
to have people as invested into the team as, as the DeWitts. And I don't think that you would see a major change. I don't think there's a lot of people lining up to buy baseball teams and spend more than $200 million on payroll a year in a, in a market like St. Louis. St. Louis obviously being different because of how baseball runs so deep here. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we saw what happened with the Padres owner when they spent $250 million and then wanted a loan for $100 million come September, only got 50 of that, and now are selling assets and stuff. So I don't think a lot of people are doing that. I don't think you're going to get much better. I think the DeWitts are great, and I think that uh, complaints of them not spending money are unfounded. Spending money poorly, as you've talked about, is certainly a chief complaint and one that's very warranted. But overall, I think you think if you want a, a big change, talent evaluation would certainly be at the top of that list, evaluating talent properly and not letting young superstars go and, and flourish elsewhere. Tim, you asked if you're losing the audience when you go for deep dives on the Cardinals. I, for one, love it. More deep dive sports on QFTA. That's from Tim. All right. You know what? The great thing about QFTA, so many great things. Right. Just name one. That's right. Uh, Is you can dictate the conversation. You send an email and you can dictate the conversation. Or you can be in the YouTube chat and you can dictate the conversation like this one from Todd Bono. Hello, TB. He says, while poor diet can be related to mental health, it drives me bonkers when educated individuals eat like shit, then lean on the healthcare system when issues come up. See, and that's one of the other things about QFTA. It can kind of come out of nowhere and just kind of be a thought. I'd, I'd be curious. I don't know if Todd is still in there. Like, who is he thinking of? Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. And I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd like examples. I do find, just in general... The, um, what's the right word, Jackson? I know you don't know what I'm thinking, so it's tough to ask you what the right word is. The taboo doesn't strike me, but you can get in trouble for making fun of fat people or saying somebody is fat. Mm -hmm. But it is is a significant health issue, Mm -hmm. in particular in the United States. And that strikes me as odd. Um, but I don't really know where Todd is going on this. Uh, Steve Sauter is in there. You know him as the chairman. Yeah, I do. And he says, uh, let it be known that I am tired of it. Reference to Matt Carpenter. However, I'm so hungover that if I did leave a mic drop, the blood in my eyes would run down my face. Uh, And then he makes a reference to uh, the star of the New Testament, Jesus Christ. You know him as Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, Nice shirt, Tim. Where did get it? Where did get it, Tim? It's given to me. Uh, by uh, an ex 20 years ago, I believe. Mm. Yeah, it seems like that zipper has seen some things. Yeah. I bet it has. <laughs> God, honestly, weathered. I bet it has. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, that's the tell. <laughs> it's a little weathered. <laughs> uh, Hunchback Von Castle, with new leadership, what does this say about Moe and DeWitt's faith in Marmol to lead? I'm a manager, and my VP brings in consultants to help with leadership. I'd be concerned about my future. I agree with that. I don't, I don't know what's going on with this. I think this said this on Balloon Party, but I realize not everybody listens to every single show we're doing. We're now doing three-plus sound stories, but uh, just because somebody's old doesn't mean they're a leader, and just because somebody's good doesn't mean they're a leader. So I, I don't know what this is about, and I don't... I just don't think it necessarily... A leader doesn't make you hit a ball. Right. You know? I just... A leader doesn't make you throw a ball past guys. I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I just, 
I think that's getting, I, I, I think there's value to it. I'm not discounting entirely, but I just don't know what this leadership thing is about. I, I think some think that it's just like, oh, we're going to bring back a former Cardinal and people will come to the game. And I don't really think, I don't really think like people are, they're, they're thinking, well, Matt Carpenter, people are going to go to the game. I'd be that. surprised if that was their thought process going through it. I just don't think that that's going on. So that's why I'm just like, I don't know what this is about. I'm sorry. I just noticed that it's seemingly getting warm in here, and that always concerns me. Uh, let's see. All right, Jackson, one for you. Yes. I have no interest in this, but I know you do. Question for the Hoops correspondent. Is Gates on the hot seat next season if they continue their current pace this year, i.e. 0-18? 1-17 in conference. This season has been Kim Anderson bad. That's from RP. Season's been terrible so far. No, I don't think Gates is on the hot seat in the foreseeable future. Uh, I think Desiree Reed francois has a lot of faith in him. That's why she hired him. And I think the recruiting trail has shown that that is the case. And uh, if he has a good transfer portal coming up in the following season, I think you're going to see a lot more of 2022-2023 than you will 2023-2024. There it is. Keep it short. I'll keep it sweet. Nice. I appreciate that. Uh, Todd Bono says there's a question above that in my YouTube chat. There is not. I only see one post from you, Todd, with regard to the uh, weight thing. Hunchback of On Castle. This is uh, has email the day. I couldn't. I was like, what the hell's yet? Uh, lost its fastball. I suck at emails, so I quit sending them years ago, but I feel like the quality is down from the misty era. How do you feel about email today? I feel like it's great. I truly do. I think that just becomes... Romanticizing the past. Man. Oh, my God! Romantic. I don't need to be... It's like you're my AI creation. Romanticizing the past. It's just unreal. I wish... I, I'm not going to do it, so this is going to be like an Iggy whatever thing that he says he's going to do. And But I could... I could... I won't, so I'm not going to say I could... But there would be these, like, the fan page has been around since 2016. And to, like, pull things and, like, go, hey, remember what you guys used to say you hated? Now you talk about how much you love it, and here it is. Remember who you used to say you didn't like? And now, okay. Yeah, it's a little romanticizing the past. But but you know what? We always talk about the cost of doing business. Oh, yes, the cost of doing business. We talk about it, and it's great. And cost of doing business, and we talk about it, and it's great, and we talk about it. If you have a show that's been on for two decades, this is the cost of doing business. That which was in the past was better than what is now. And guess what? That which is going on in 2024 will be talked about how it was so great in 2029. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's but you know what? It's fine oh, yeah. because I've been through it long enough to, like, because I've been through it. But again, I wouldn't trade it for anything. My God, you get to work in your hometown for 25 years. You would have told me that back at the University of Missouri in 1998. Shit, sign up for that all day long. Um, that uh, it's just you you know what's coming as well. You know that um, whenever there will be a change. I guess the kind of thing that I don't deal with or that I deal with it like a Riz doesn't deal with is I, I'll get blamed. But, um, oh, that part of the show's done, the show's over with whoever it is that leaves. Inevitably, somebody will. Um, but you know, like I said, I've seen it for 20 years and I've read those things for 20 years, not for 20 years, but probably for 18. Cause I think it started and justifiably so when Joe got fired in 2006, and then when Martin quit and I don't blame people for that. But now at this point, it's kind of like, all right, well maybe, maybe they know what they're doing. Yeah. But as far as, uh, email the day, no, I honestly don't. 
There are truly times where I will read them and go, oh, that, none of those were really good. Mm-hmm. But I've been thinking that <laughs> since the beginning of the show, some days are good and some days are bad. Ah, yes, some. Yeah, it's, I think romanticizing the past goes way beyond TMA. That's just a phenomenon right. that occurs That's everywhere. correct. But specific to our show, that's what I live. Uh, you know, but I, I mean, anybody, nostalgia, it's a hell of a drug. Yeah, and uh, I don't think while... I w- I, that's why I'm really cognizant of, like, spring training, and I'm not talking about living there. I'm talking about being there. This might have even been a decade ago. And getting on 95 to go up to, to Ronald, Roger Dean Stadium to do probably what was like the eighth or ninth year of spring training and just going, appreciate this because I know at some point it won't be there. You get to do this show that you love doing and you are in Florida in February when it's freezing in St. Louis. You're getting paid to do it and you are somehow able to set up shop for real. I mean, God, maybe 15 yards from the the door to the Cardinal Clubhouse. And if you would have told the guy who was there in 1998 with the Colonel Gabe Diarmond in my journalism school class and thought it was the greatest thing in the world to even have a credential, that that would be my job and I'm getting paid to be down there. Like I'm a, like I, the gratitude in the moment for that. That's something that, you know, I remember thinking whatever, that, whatever year that was a decade ago, well, like I can picture getting on 95 at PGA and heading north to go to Donald Ross and just be like, appreciate this. Cause this is not, you know, this is not anything that you were expecting when you were going to school for this stuff. Uh, same thing. I remember thinking like in 20, maybe 14 or 15 at 920, like things were working. Everyone was happy. Um, and the business was making money. I'm like, this, appreciate this. Cause I know that part of the deal of doing this thing for as long as we've done it is it's a roller coaster you know, and so appreciate it in, in the moment. And that's just one of those things that comes with it. So I try to catch myself, but I will say this, and I was telling my in-laws this, uh, when we went to dinner a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with my wife, I said, there will not be a part of me at all that will long for the infant slash baby stage of my children. I will not romanticize that. Strike me down, Jackson. If all of a sudden I start doing that. Will do. Uh, and oh, I miss when they were, no, not at all. I'm looking forward to that, to like not having babies. I'm really, I really am. That, that'll be you. You're next. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, God, who is it going to be? Is it going to be you or Plowhawk? I would guess the Plowhawk. Not sure on that because I'm not sure they're looking to. Well, yeah, if they're not looking to have children, then yes. If I can get you at plus 150 or higher, I'm taking you. Well, I, you know, I, I see, know I can see the value. I can see the value. Yeah. yeah, I just think in general, we romanticize the past and there's that. Uh, let's see what we got here. Is that an old Navy performance fleece? Ooh, good question. Can you see the tag on my, I don't know. I got yeah. it. Like I think in 2005, uh, I can't see, can the you tag. see it. Uh, I can see the tag, but it doesn't say the brand on it. it say oh, I'm it. such a brand guy. I like people. To I know, know I, I know, have yeah. money. Big, big. Oh brands. my God. That's so important. Right. Forward facing. Uh, let's see. Can you make sure TMA day at the ballpark this year is the same is Matt Carpenter bobblehead or salsa day? Do you think there will be one? A Matt Carpenter bobblehead day? Salsa day. Salsa day, maybe not, but definitely. Bobblehead, you're all in. 100%. I would be actually dumb for them not to. If you're going to bring someone in like that, you make a bobblehead. 
Uh, first time catching QFTA. Am I wrong? It seems there's no interest for UFL. Upcoming, I mean. What's UFL? It's the new XFL, USFL. Uh, oh, well, then yeah, there's there, your answer. There it is. Uh, no interest from this side of the dais. I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, I... I almost want, this would be like my sub stack. I really am interested in doing that, but if I'm only going to make like, you know, whatever, not enough to do it. I don't know. So that's why I was, when Iggy was saying, let's go Iggying. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you don't have to start a business. You can just write on Substack. Yeah. But I don't know. So oh, if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, would you say, 100,000 followers? So he's making 700,000 a month? Well, I'm sure Substack gets a cut of that, right. like OnlyFans. Right, exactly. But yeah, that's what on Substack it says he has over 110,000 subscribers and he charges seven bucks a month. So here's he's my also... macro. You know where you know where I'm going with this? No, I don't. You don't really on the U.S. on the UFL thing, right? Um, I have an idea of where you're going. Would you like to see if see if you're right? You know, I'll tell you if you are. People's uh, excitement about it and anger uh, others are not excited about it is concerning for the region in general. Hmm. It was interesting because I almost feel like you knew it, but then you decided to press eject. Like hedge? Yeah. <laughs> I that's did. what I think happened. Because that's morning. the thing. It's like such a but – but I have to be honest with people. And it's such a – because they're – and I don't know why this is. I guess – like, let me put it this way, and I'll pick somewhere else. Um, let's say you're in Scottsdale, and you shit on Scottsdale. Do you think they're like – a bunch of people in Scottsdale who get mad at you for shitting on Scottsdale. Probably not. And why is that? Because they're probably, I don't, I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't have an answer. I, I think you kind of get to a point when you know you're fine that you go, oh, okay, you don't like, you don't like, okay, be my guest, move to LA. You know, I mean, don't really fucking care. I'm happy. So, what do you know, but there is a portion of St. Louis, and I don't know why this is, that I think is more hypersensitive to observations about St. Louis that may not be real positive. They get really upset with those who deliver those opinions, and this would fall into that category. But because now I guess I'm a Scottsdale resident, I don't really care. I still feel the obligation to share because it's how I honestly think. I think it is sad that a city that was close to having all four teams in the four major North American sports leagues um, is now to a point, like I, like I keep on TMA pointing out the front page of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch sports section, and just go, God, wow, we've just fallen so quickly, and I don't necessarily know if there's going to be a bounce and the thing is, it's not like I'm here providing a solution, so I'm just making an observation, but it just strikes me as really sad. And it, I think it's sad that minor league football on this side of the state, which was a much more positive trajectory side of the state, is talked about with anticipation. And then on the other side of the state, you have yeah. a team going to the AFC Championship for the sixth year in a row, in a region that is moving up while ours goes down. And we have Gabe DeArmond on, who's from Kansas City, and big Kansas City guy, the morning after sporting Kansas City beats City SC, 
and he isn't even aware of it. And here in St. Louis, some people are yelling at us because we're not leading with it. And it's just a shame. Yeah. That's that's my observation. You you are welcome. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I guess you can tweet at me, although I don't really look at it. Uh, DM me, Instagram. I do look at those. A lot of ladies DM me. I'd imagine. A lot of ladies are in my DM. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't, the thing is I don't have a solution, but I, I just, I can't help but think, I can't color that for you. I can't, I can't lie to people about that, that we have a minor league football team, we have MLS, the, the front page story in the Post-Dispatch, what was it this morning on the, oh, was that uh, City SC loans Miguel Perez to Birmingham of USL Championship. And then St. Louis pharmacy student in race to become all-time college basketball scorer. Benjamin Hockman is the Cardinals rotation, and the Cardinals rotation is Lance Lynn, the weakest link. And those are our three local stories. After and, a weekend, by the way. And I just, but I, I also know this is incredibly unpopular to say. I also, I, I don't want to say I don't care because that's not. I, I don't care about. I don't care about the hatred that I guess I will get for saying it, mm-hmm. because it's how I feel, and it's not being said for any other reason other than. I've been working in the market for 25 years, and I've seen it when it was. The Rams were in the Super Bowl. The Cardinals were in the NLCS. The Blues won the President's Trophy. And now it's this. And to me, that's sad. So that's where I'm coming from. If you do not like it, that's more than fine. I welcome you to counter it. Um, or if you just don't like hearing those kinds of things, that's that's also fine. I would recommend not listening to the program. Uh, let's see. What a long-winded answer, Tim. Uh, that's from Joseph Denicola with Z's. Uh, solution is to get NBA. In my opinion, this is coming from a non-NBA guy. Uh, Joseph, uh, you, well, since you uh, have answers, how would you suggest getting the NBA? I would um, love to hear it. I would as well. Uh, let's see. Tim, you were on Joe Biden as president early in 2020. How are you handicapping the 2024 race? Oh God! It's like I'm just like taking downers. Yeah, dust, dust off that one real quick. Ah, uh, that is accurate, and I appreciate Soup acknowledging that because it was right around. So you, we weren't doing the show together. Who I wouldn't do it? I guess Gangster Pete. Pete. Yeah, Pete. Yep. I did hit on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's really, I think. I wonder if Bovada has the presidential out. Do they? they do. do they? I bet they do. Yeah, well, I bet they do. Because that's where I got the odds from when I did that. Um, I would bet that they have that. And I'm like, I think here's my in my re. I can't remember what my reasoning was. You got to go back to 2020. And going back to 2020 is like going into like a dark, dark tunnel. Yeah. And it's not even got anything to do with the the politics per se. Let me see. All I knew is that Pete Buttigieg. And I believe Amy Klobuchar, I can't believe I remember the names, mm-hmm. were the only alternatives other than Bernie Sanders. And my belief was, and this wasn't a conspiracy, it's just my belief was the Democrats knew that if Bernie Sanders was the nominee, that it would be devastating down ballot. It's one thing to lose the presidential election, which in February of 2020 looked like it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to get destroyed in other races, Congress, Senate, so on. Right. 
So if you have Bernie Sanders on there, you're going to get destroyed. That was my theory that they were going to try to go a different direction. And Klobuchar and Buttigieg did not have minority support. So I'm looking at it and I'm going, and it sounds like a, like it, like it's tough to go back because you got to go back to like a two week period in 2020 before the pandemic. And it was, I think, the South Carolina primary. And uh, James Clyburn spoke out on behalf of Joe Biden, probably won him that primary and really indirectly won him the nomination of the presidency. Truly. I mean, this is really out of nowhere, fresh off of a battle hawks take. (laughs) But uh, that's what happened. And I was looking at that developing and I go, I got to tell you, he's like plus 600 to win something like that, but I would, I would, I would throw, it's kind of like me with the lions. Like, I'm not saying I think he's going to, right. but for plus 600 and they don't want Sanders, Klobuchar or Buttigieg, it's gotta be somebody. Yep. I'd throw something on Joe Biden just for the hell of it. So, uh, that's, that's where it's coming from. Do they have politics still? Or they, yes, they do. All right, let's see what we got here. I'm going to Bovada for the record. New Hampshire primary winner, Donald Trump's minus 8,000, Nikki Haley's plus 1500. I wouldn't mind throwing a taste on Nikki Haley at plus 1,500. I'd like it to be higher. And I'm talking about the New Hampshire primary, yeah. for the record. Um, let's see. Um, trying to, will Joe Biden be impeached during his first term as president? No is minus 360. Am I missing something on that? i got to be clear. I'm not nearly as nor locked in. It, nor am I. I don't think that that will be happening, though. Yeah. I would be surprised, at least. I Strikes say. me as a... Good play. Uh, Joe Biden approval rating June 30th, 2024, 40% or over is minus 15. Under 40% is minus 115. Um, God, I don't know on that. I think a lot of it has to do with interest rates. Um, And I'm not sure on that. I think they'll be going down. Uh, Will Biden finish his first term as president? Minus 750, no, plus 440. Hillary Clinton presidential run. Right, this is where we're getting into the weird mm-hmm. shit. Hillary Clinton to run a presidential campaign for the 24 elections plus 1,000. Hillary Clinton to run a presidential campaign for the 2028 U.S. election. The long play. Plus 800. How old would she be in 2018? 2028. Or uh, 20, 20, yeah, 2028. 20, that information is available. I'm going to get it for the audience. Late 70s, if not older? She's 76 now, so she'd oh, be yeah. 80. Yeah, 80 years old. Okay. Yeah, God. I mean, Short that. Yeah, all day long. All right, what are we going with the Democratic candidate? Joe Biden minus 375, Gavin Newsom plus 700, Michelle Obama plus 800, Dean Phillips plus 1500, Kamala Harris plus 2500, Elizabeth Warren plus 4000, Hillary Clinton plus 5000, Gretchen Whitmer plus 8000. Jackson, anybody you want to throw a, anything on there? Joe Biden. Joe Biden minus 375. It's the, well, if I'm going to like actually try to like not lose money. money, yeah. Uh, let's see what we got. Republican candidate Donald Trump minus 2,500. Nikki Haley plus 1,000. Donald Trump Jr. plus 10,000. Okay. Uh, okay, those are the only ones that would be in the realm of non, you know, plus, uh, okay. well, I guess Glenn Youngkin is plus 10,000, and you go over things higher. I don't know if Nikki Haley had pl- I mean, that, to me, that's it. Yeah, it's, only- it's it's Haley, Trump, Biden. Yeah. Now, but I realize people want like a, and I just don't have that read. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Would you put 
whatever your unit size is on Nikki Haley at plus 1,000? No. I, that's the thing. No. So I can't do it just to do it. Plus 1,500 to win New Hampshire, I'd like it a little higher, but I would like throw maybe a quarter a unit on that. Yeah. Maybe. Just for the hell of it, just because I'm getting paid 15 to 1, but I, I wouldn't bet it, like, straight up. That goes without saying. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's enough support for her, for her to overcome him. And yeah, what's what's the uh, party of popular vote winner? Oh, that's Democrat minus four fifty, Republican plus three fifty. Uh, what do we got on the winner of the presidency? I mean, isn't that so? Trump is plus one ten, Biden's plus one ninety. There you go. Mm, okay. Next is Gavin Newsom at plus fifteen hundred. Michelle Obama's plus 1,500. Nikki Haley's behind both of them at plus 1,600. Robert Kennedy Jr. plus 2,500. Of that group, who of the four would you... I would I would take Nikki Haley, actually. Of okay. that group of six people I listed. For value? For just like, if you're not taking Trump or Biden. Okay, I got you. So then you got the other four, Newsom, Michelle Obama, Haley, Robert Kennedy Jr., I would say the one that's most likely, again... Not saying it's likely, but of those four, it would be Nikki Haley. Right. I would agree with that. I don't really have much of a read on anything. I know. I just There just isn't a whole lot to break down. Pretty confident. The engagement on this is so low, it strikes me. Am I off? But I might be off because I'm, I'm so detached from where I used to be on it. Uh, I think it's low. I think because that, it's a foregone conclusion who the nominees are going to be, right, right? Right. That's what I think. And, I, and then also the nominees... So many people are so just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's accurate. God, I don't know. Let me see what people are saying about this. I don't know. Um, anything, anything, anything? Bueller. Um, let's all back one TMA listener for president. Vote for Donnelly, Black Sheep. What year was that, Doug? I don't know the years, Tim. Oh, that's in reference to the Chris Farley film with David Spade. God, good question. <sighs> I'm going to go, because I think Tommy Boy was 95, maybe he was 96. I'm going to go 94 on Black Sheep to get me 95 at 93. What was your guess again? I'm sorry. 94. The answer, 19 and 96. No! What was Tommy Boy? Tommy was before that, I guess? I Had to be, because he died in 97. Yeah. 98, one or the other. Tommy Boy was 95. So it was before Black Sheep. Wow. Do you know what Tommy Boy's Rotten Tomato score is? I'm going to let you take a guess. You can get, I'll give you anything within 5%. I mean, I'm told. I mean, it just doesn't. It, it, it's got to be fucking terrible. Otherwise, you wouldn't bring it up. So I'll say 15%. No, it's 39%. Okay. Surprises me. I think people love Tommy Boy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but critics probably wouldn't like it. But they aggregate. Rotten Tomatoes is, the, is, a, is a bad. IMDb has a 7.1. That's 10. why goodorbad.com, there's such an opening. It's good. Tommy Boy's good. Uh, Don Peepee says, after she loses her home state of South Carolina, she will drop out. That's from Don Peepee. Um, Haley will be endorsing DJT soon, folks. Just saying. Are people disagreeing with it? I don't think anyone would Oh, that's the, that's the guy. Said so much without saying anything. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me see what else I got. Uh, uh, Carlos Spicy Winner says, I feel like we're all putting blinders on trying to avoid the fact that, once again, our two choices 
uh, are going to be Trump and Biden. How in God's name is it happening again? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any lies in there. Uh, it's the lovely nature of having a two-party system. I just don't know. I, I, I think also people maybe are hoping for something to happen yeah. that could change it. I don't see any world in which it's not Trump versus Biden. Oh, I would. I'd, I'd like to bet you on that. You don't think you think it won't be? No, oh, I'm just again. Value. When you when you yeah, the way you said it. I mean, I'll I'll take that. But then of course I need to get like you know fifty to one. Yeah, I, mean, I don't well, think I, you're offering that up. If you are though, I'm not housing that unless you want to bet like a nickel. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got here because I have so many. Hey, Tim. Uh, hey, Mr. Tim. I was curious if you or Jackson had been following Bree Coppage and Erica Swing since they were on the show. They've been up in their game with glory holes. Check glory holes and sex machines? Got a scoot? That's from Doug's microphone show. Check? Like as in- I honestly have no idea what that is, and I consider myself a wonderful creep. Like from Prague? Like that's, that's what I think. I don't care what's on my laptop, so I'll type in check glory holes. What are check glory holes? Is he spelling it like check, like as in Czech Republic? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, the, 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 the number one, it's on Pornhub, right, when you type it in. Nice. It's the top search result. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that Turn is. Turn that audio up and let's, uh, just, let's just play a little sampling of it. God, I have a feeling I don't really want to see it, honestly. Yeah, and again, yeah, I'm a yeah. wonderful creep. Yeah, glory holes. Is there other, like, other countries have their own version yeah. of a glory hole? <laughs> like, what's, uh, what's going on maybe in, like, uh, Paraguay? Yeah. You guys got a separate glory hole? Uh, I do not follow them, honestly. Well, I think I follow Brianna yeah. on Twitter, but I don't really. I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm a monogamous uh, smut fan. Yeah, there you go. I'm all committed to Ella Reese, yep. Abigail Mack, and the quest for Dior Baird, which Iggy is on. Yeah. It's, Fo- is it getting hotter in here or not? I don't know. No? God, it's so fucking hot in here. Uh, following stars, and of course, stars. In that certain industry on Twitter is a high-risk play because Twitter allows for some very risque stuff. And, you know, when I'm scrolling, I'm waiting for, you know, a sandwich or something. Mm. I don't necessarily need that popping up in my in my Twitter algorithm. Yeah. So I wish them nothing but the best. Check glory holes or domestic. But I haven't been following as much. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't follow them real closely uh, to be honest with you. Tim and Jackson, you've referred to the concept of... I like this question. I saw this one when it was sent. Uh, Tim and Jackson, you've referred to the concept of sporting, and of course we know that you don't kink shame, while at the same time, you've expressed dislike for certain sexual acts being performed that cause you to look at someone in a different light, i.e. female rimming Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on gentlemen. Yeah, Yeah, female analingus. Thank you. Does performing these sexual acts make someone sporting or unsporting? Does the performance of these acts supersede sportingness? Could you perhaps provide a Venn diagram to the audience to work this out? Inquiring minds want to know. That's from Not Caller Adam. P.S. Again, I'm enjoying the show. What a wonderful observation. Mm-hmm. Not Caller Adam always brings the heat. Because it's so true that why do I like tats and piercings and girl, girl? Subconsciously, I believe it's because it conveys being sporting well therefore if one were to dine upon the anus of a gentleman Mm. how would that not be sporting it just is something that i don't like and then therefore am i kink shaming 
not Colorado has a wonderful observation here, Jackson. I think take me to school. I think there's a clear difference between kink shaming, which in my opinion is like, oh, that's gross. You shouldn't do that. And that's not my thing. So I don't watch it. And when I see it, I don't like it. I think there's a clear difference between the two. One is, is one is very, uh, uh, conformative one is like I don't like that so you shouldn't do it it's a little bit preachy while the other is like oh that's not something I personally am into but if that is your thing god bless I think there's a clear difference between the two so I don't find it kink shaming I can't say I'm also I'm not I can't say I'm into it personally I guess I could see the appeal of it but not for me it's really become a thing mm. in the stag world mm-hmm and the moment I see Abigail, mm-hmm. I hope you don't mind me calling her Abby. No, it's like Bobby De Niro. You just call him Bob. Or Ella Reese. Mm-hmm. The queen. Dying upon the anus of a gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to view them differently. Yeah. yeah. You certainly wouldn't be like, you know, sharing cigarettes with them or anything. Caden's husband, Manuel's always got his ass uh, you getting eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I guess I could see the appeal for a gentleman, but either or, woman or man, going to town, dining, as you said, upon uh, said birthday hole, right? Just seems like you're really working for nothing. So uh, here, here, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a little uh, reenactment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of I'm watching a stag film. Mm-hmm. It's a lass I'm a fan of, sure. and I will audibly go, oh, shit, why are you doing that? I actually say it. You sound like senior there for a second. <laughs> God damn it, why are you doing that? <laughs> That's kind of your senior voice. It really bothers me. But I think I'm kink-shaming. No, I mean, like I said, I don't think... If you were to go into the comment section of Pornhub, which is wild <laughs> that that exists, and said, like, stop, great. stop... Tim McKernan, 1057-HG2-FM. Yeah, make sure that your username is full of all of your employment information. Uh, and said, like, like you should stop doing that. That's gross. That would be kink-shaming. Okay, just, interesting. Just, so me just not liking it. Right, right. Like, if someone doesn't like our shit, you know, they're not really shaming us if they just turn the channel and stop watching us. Right. If they, they go in the comments section and be like, you guys suck and you're assholes and they hate you. Well, that goes on. Yeah, but that's shaming. But it's not kink shaming. No, but they probably do kink shame if they're if they're doing that. Interesting. Is that right? I bet there's a correlation. Uh, yeah, I think you know, not caller Adam makes a wonderful, wonderful observation. Yeah, I like and that. that's why it put me to the test when I saw it. I'm like, oh, he's making a very fair point. It can mean that you're sporting, and also you can say I'm not into it. Both can be true. It's not mutually. Exclusive. But if I see a girl eating a girl's ass, it doesn't really. It's not like it necessarily does anything for me. But I'm like, oh, God bless. Yeah. But on the other hand, if it's a gentleman's, I'm like, oh, why are you doing that? God damn it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think it's probably because when you're watching it, you're putting yourself in the uh, shoes or other Not at all. No, no, no. You know? Because I'm, I'm usually I'm a, I'm a girl-girl fan, so what, what am I? So in that case, you're the voyeur. You're like the guy behind the potted plant. I am. I am behind the potted plant. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always on the quest yeah. for lesbianism. You've, yeah, you've made I really that, am. You've made that clear. And I think that, uh, yeah, so I think that your voyeuristic ways, you're kind of not, you don't really care. But when a gentleman's legs are up in the air and I see the girl go down there, I go, oh, God damn it. 
I really, I am really bothered by it. I think because maybe bothered by bothered by not not that she's doing it, whatever. But I'm just like, you're too you're too beautiful to be participating in something so awful. But then at the same time, if she was in an airtight, I'd be like, good for her. Yeah, right you there. You see what I'm seeing? Right there, there was a there was an inkling of kink shaming. When you said something really? so awful, you know. But I think because by, was, by something so awful, I'm not saying the kink is wrong. I'm saying eating a man's ass. Yeah, well, that's I'm, what I'm saying. Well. I is think, that kink shaming? I think we're brief. Well, that's I mean that's what I've been saying. I'm trying to make the point that I think I'm kink shaming and I should be shamed for being a fraud. Well, using that language, we are kind of entering a new Rubicon here of of your uh, That's why I think we need to really really work on this. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's because you're hyper aware of what the male anus can look like having one yourself. Well, I mean, it's just it's just all like I continue to tell my wife and maybe I'm I'm trying to sell her on girl girl activity. I'm just like, why would you be with a guy? Like, why would anybody be with a guy? What an awful thing. Right. An awful thing. And it would be safe to say that the worst part of the guy. I, I, yeah. Would be. Yeah. What's going and you're going on down, down there, there and it's just like and there's no. See, and here's the other thing, by the way. I'm not done. Good. Good. I hope you weren't. I can con myself. Nay, suspend disbelief. Yeah. That that they really enjoy the tripping. No, these two are the exception. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's no way that Ellery shows up on set and goes, "Oh, I hope I get to eat your ass today." Right. Okay. I hope the director's going to call for that. Now we're getting. See what I'm saying? Yes. Because- so therefore, it's an act. Yeah. It's acting. It's not what she wants to do. Because if it's what somebody really wanted to do, it would have been going on in stag films for years. Now it's just like a fad. It's like duck lips. It's like fillers. It's jumping the shark. I think so. It's jumping the shark. So I am pro-sporting, but I want them to be doing that which they want to be doing. Yeah. It's, so it's, if anything, this is a me-too stance. That's a wild turn. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think that the disbelief thing is very real. I think that that if if it's now crossing the boundaries of this is no longer believable, and now I'm hyper aware that I am watching a film, then I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I bail yeah. if that pops up. Now, now I think we've gotten to the root of it. And then some of these girls, I'm really like, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, people can look down upon them because they're sex workers, mm-hmm. and then they'll have to tend to their own issues. Mm-hmm. But then. I find myself looking down upon them because they're down there and they're gnawing on the pubic hair of a gentleman's brown dirt. Yeah, gnawing is such a wild verb there. But See I, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, I think the disbelief thing is the root of the issue. I think once it takes you out of... I think you're giving me an out. I really do. No, I think that... But that is a real thing. Like, if it's... If There's it's, no way they really want to be doing that. Right. It's quite literally jumping the shark. Like, you asked me why I'm higher on Ella Reese than Sky Bree. And I don't know. I don't know if we were to see him out. And where would we see him? Wheelhouse? Uh, nowhere here. Or honestly, in a 200-mile radius of here. Wow, wow, wow. Maybe Miami. It's my boy, Sweet Sweet Kai saw Sky Bree. Oh, is that right? He was, he was dying on the patio. Is that right? Uh-huh. What, what uh, restaurant he? I don't know on hmm. that. I don't know on that. Miami Beach? I, it was near Brickell, so somewhere oh, really so that's nice. downtown. That's yeah. where we stay. Yeah, yeah. So somewhere very nice. Um... Uh, I would say, well, I like Ella Reese, and here's my reason. Here, let me do a visual. A bunch of people on the YouTube today with the IC conditions. Oh, I, I know where this is going. Okay, let me show you. Because my hands are so small, it's tough. We might need to use Jackson's hand. See what I'm doing right there? Let me see if I'm doing. I'm watching on YouTube to see how my motion is. Right there, right 
Right there. There you go. I am doing it right. I am doing it right. Mm. KG No Tone created a gif of that. Ella Reese does that. Sky Brewery, I'm not saying that she can't do it. I'm just saying she doesn't do it. Right. And when you're doing that, here, watch this again, Jackson, mm-hmm. if you're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's increasing the traffic, too. It's amazing. Yep. <laughs> Guys are using this. Viewers no question. Ladies are absolutely using it. Right. That I'm buying it. If you say, you know what I'd like to do before any form of penetrative acts, yeah, yeah. I'd like to taste your supper, I'm not buying it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yet, I've had adult stars, three of them, tell me tripping's not something in any of my real in real life girl-girl stuff ever happens. Yeah, right. It's done only because creeps such as yourself, all due respect, think that this is what we do when we hook up, when in reality we're actually looking at the size of the fingers of girls. I didn't know that. could see that. I, I, I have to ask this question. I'm taking questions. Don't you think in the realm of possibility that more women would be, and I'm saying just talking about percentages here, I'm not saying that this is the majority, but don't you think a higher percentage of women straight or otherwise, would be more into, again, analingus than they would tribbing? Receiving as opposed to... Both. Wow. Well, you're really... Both. You're putting me to the test. Both. Should I tweet this poll out? <laughs> <laughs> Only my female followers can vote. Can you imagine? I couldn't care any less, actually. Maybe well, the I funniest will. part of it is it goes on the 101 ESPN tweet deck on the website. <laughs> and so that would be pretty hilarious, just based on that. Only my female followers can vote. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather eat a guy's ass or drip? Yeah, I think you do Here that. Here your choices. Right before your first sub stack on the State of the Cardinals. <laughs> I think that will drive traffic right there. It's a good content strategy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, there's so many things I enjoy about my career. Right. And I think there's even more that the audience has enjoyed about my career. And really, my career is a gift to you. Right. I think the I audience. couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, but I do enjoy that somehow it's gotten to a point where it's just kind of accepted that, you know what, he kind of makes a good point on the car <laughs> And then all the while, go, yeah, I know, he talks about that stuff too, but he kind of makes a good point. And I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I know it wasn't there initially. I think it's but it's it's happened. Yeah. And I'm very grateful because when I was driving to to probably KFNS back in the day and listening to Howard Stern, I remember thinking somehow the rules didn't apply to him. And Charles Barkley, I remember thinking somehow the rules didn't apply to him. And I kind of feel like I've kind of gotten in in that capacity. Don't get me wrong. I'll be taken out. Yeah. I don't know how and when. Could be this afternoon for all I know. I'll probably be playing shinny hockey with my boys when it happens. Right. but at least to date, I, I can I can write a substack on the state of the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and then I could write a substack also on 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 my take on this analingus crisis in the adult industry. 
I think both are accepted. And I think, well, I, and looking at it from like just a pure macro standpoint, if that's what you're talking about because you like it and you're talking honestly about it because you like that kind of stuff, I think it would buy you equity with people who understand like Tim talks about what he is honest about what he talks about. Clearly, he's talking about analingus versus tripping on his podcast. Like that's what he's passionate about, so he's going to talk about it. Same with apply for the Cardinals. So it's like it's like it, it's like I don't know what what you would call this. It's not breaking the fourth wall. That's when you're looking into the camera, right? And it's cheap. Oh, is that right? It's yeah. so you don't like the office. I do. That that's not breaking the fourth wall because it's all supposed to be a documentary. They're not talking to the audience. They're talking right. to the documentary right. Um, I wonder. And maybe I'm off on this. And I, but the Substack thing, to be clear, isn't like I'm like maybe I'll start, do, you know, as if I need more on my plate. Right. But when Iggy brought up, let's go Iggy. Iggy. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew he wasn't going to necessarily build a site and so on. But I'm like, well, Substack's a place you can write, and I really want this back. I subscribed to Jay Mariotti's Substack because he wrote about the Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee, ESPN debacle. And I'm like, oh, I'm curious what he has to say about it since he worked at ESPN and he was talking. And then I subscribed to it. Not, it wasn't charging though. It was just, I sent my email and I got the columns and he was writing like three or four columns a day. And I'm like, how do people monetize this? For those not familiar, we brought that we talked about this on TMA today. And I said, Iggy, I mean, okay, if it is $7 a month and you got 30 people to do it, that's not many at all. You made another $200 a month. Yep. So for your vocal complaints about your situation, you know, here's another $2,500. Right. And I'd subscribe in a heartbeat, and I bet 30 people would. I really do. 100%. So let's go Iggying. Why not? I wonder how many people, if I really, I just don't, I, I can't write if I'm not, it's not about, when, when I'm, when I am moved to write, I love writing. It's also a weird thing in that I'm like, God, I can tell I got to write and it's going to, it's going to like take me into a place where I'm really going to be super committed to it, but I know that I'll be happy by writing it. And then sometimes I'll do this actually on the TMA fan page. I don't do it on Twitter or Instagram. And then I go, nah, that's just going to lead to problems. Yeah. And then I just delete it after I've written like this long thing <laughs> for real. But I really do enjoy writing and you can't let like the people who are going to comment right. discourage you yeah. from writing because the people whose opinions I actually value are more so the ones who will email me because that's how people actually in, in real life, communicate. If you're communicating comments, you're looking to get more often than not, not universally, like it's like you're performing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up against the quote-unquote star or the celebrity, albeit, you know, D-list local, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zing them. I'm going to get them, and I'm going to get me some that. likes. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. So, I, I actually think the move is like a Patreon thing where you can mix up writing and audio do both have exclusive audio stuff and exclusive writing stuff kj in o-town has just sent a gif Did he's it? already created it of me doing the god bless him yeah yeah that's good stuff god what will i show my wife that as if she's not watching with the family right i was about to say like yeah you're right you're right you've already seen it yeah, kj in o-town's a champion is what he is a little champion yeah so earlier today on tma uh he uh uh, Iggy sent a message saying, 
that uh, he he had fallen on his way to his vehicle and crawled back to his apartment. And we all thought, okay, he's not coming in. That was my interpretation of it. And so I texted Casey and I said, hey, I don't think Iggy's coming in, you know. Be ready. Well, no, I mean, not, I mean, we'd, we'd be able to do it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, then you could come in the studio and then he could be in the Horton Watkins studio. I mean, it's 645. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the likelihood of him being able to get in in these icy conditions, not real high. And he's like, I got to go to my main job. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, no problem. And I thought he was, I thought Doug was off tomorrow. I, I had thought it was Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Right? Either way. Um, so anyway, he, I knew he was coming in tomorrow anyway. But nonetheless, uh, then Iggy came in, and and I guess it's because both me and Doug said, hey, the roads aren't bad if you can, yeah. you know, once you get on the main thoroughfares. And he's like, how'd you get in here so quickly? And I'm like, it wasn't really that bad. And I just left at 6.30 as opposed to like 6.47 like <laughs> usual. And wanted to make sure in case it was terrible that sure. I got here. Like, I'm like, once I open that garage... And go down the driveway. And I mean, I had to have been going about 50 miles an hour <laughs> once I went in reverse. And I was prepared. I knew it was going to happen. It's not like your foot was on the accelerator. Not right? at all. I'm, I mean, I'm going inch by inch by inch. And then all of a sudden it hit. And then, and I'm like, if there's a car coming, Best we are going to have a monster collision. Yeah. Monster collision. Unfortunately, there was nobody on the road at 630. Um, but uh, that, that KG in O-Town... First off, he wins the DFS, and then secondly, he's sitting here in the, t- in the QFTA chat, and I ask for the gif of this wonderful motion. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. That's when I buy in. Mm-hmm. Anybody can scream. Meg Ryan proved that when Harry met Sally. Good? Good. Okay. But that, to me, to me, hell, even you can pee. Squirt isn't pee, fight me? Yeah. I, wonder, I was wondering where you're going with that. But yeah, you can't mock, you can't mimic that. That's the thing. But hey, listen, remember I had a uh, girlfriend a long time ago. I go, yeah, I faked it. And I go, fuck, I go, what, why? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we were laying in bed in Seattle, as a matter of fact, in Rammy's Sea Pigeons. Mm. And, I, and I'm like, why? And now, now every time I'm going to be like Phil Ivying you, trying to figure out if this one was real or not. Yeah. That's tough. I, don't, I just, I don't get it. And if anything, if you don't, don't reward me for a bad performance. Yeah. Shame me with your silence. Shame me with your disinterest. Shame me with your amoeba-like motion. Don't reward me. Am I right? I disagree there. Really? Yeah. Because you, it's all about confidence. You know, it's all about confidence. So if you're, I guess I'm, I mean, I suppose I maybe I don't know. I was about to say with like a one night stand, but like in that case, like really, who fucking cares? Well, one night stand, yeah, that's the time for honesty. But if you're in a relationship with somebody, you want to give them that confidence. I see the upside to it. Hmm. No, now, anyway. if, now if the trend continues and that confidence doesn't yield any any results, then you might have a conversation. But definitely not during. Brief aside, please, because I know you are in a wonderful phase. Of a new relationship. Yeah. And you're handling it magically on TV. I mean, just like like how Marcus Allen handled my questions <laughs> when he came in for the podcast. Like, I know you're answering it, but I also know you're not answering it. And it's just like you're just dikembeing every, every question that comes your way. It's so wonderful. Thank you. But I'm keeping track of the time here. We're approaching, approaching seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how fucking weird I am. <laughs> 
But this is just an aside to everybody. Yeah. This is to the many female listeners and especially viewers. Um, and I know there's some guys who listen to TMA too. There's a few. You show me the finest woman in the world, and I'll show you the guy tired of fucking her. Mm. I'm going to say that again. You show me the finest woman in the world, I'm going to show you the guy tired of fucking her. And that stands also for women who, unfortunately, some are attracted to men, although we're trying to tend to that. It's my cause. And so what I think happens, especially when you're younger and you haven't had a few relationships, I mean, because just mathematically, how can you have many long-term relationships like if you're in your 20s? Right. Is you mistake the lack of volume of sexual activity over time, which here, here is, is this my x-axis and is this my y-axis? Yep. X-axis, y-axis. Ooh, I think you have that mixed up. I well, think you said yes, and I fucked right. up the whole podcast. I have issues with remembering things that happened seconds before. I'm pretty sure y-axis is up and down. Yeah. I, I think you might be right. Yeah. Time is on this y-axis. Number of times fucking say per week, month, yeah. whatever you want to do. Go week. Doesn't matter. Either way, here's what it's doing. Yeah. Here's what it's doing. It's human nature. It's biochemistry. Now, maybe we can occasionally find the one-off in which after 50 years of marriage, and what a sight it would be, after 50 years of marriage, it's anal night on Tuesdays, mm. you know? Yeah. Taco right. Tuesday, anal night. I wouldn't have those coincide. So, if you find a new lover, homosexual, heterosexual, male or female, mm -hmm. guess what's going to happen? She might not look as fine as your current one or your gentleman caller, but guess what? The sex will be more frequent. And then, because y'all motherfuckers mistake sex for love and vice versa, you go, oh, there must be a problem in my relationship because I'm fucking the barmaid. Yeah. <laughs> and we're fucking all the time. Right. Ask yourself, how many times will you be fucking the barmaid if you've been together for a decade and you now have three children running around? Mm -hmm. And I'll answer that. I'll save you the I'll save you the 10 years and the barmaid and the three children? The answer is maybe if you're lucky once a month. That's the reality. So it's always going to be up, up here, and then inevitably it goes down here. And then people who haven't been around for a while mistake that, and then they go, there must be something better on the other side. And then reality is it's all pretty much going to be in the same, the same deal. So when it gets down to it, you're gonna, this is like the Ed Herman thing. You're going to want to match up with character yeah. and values, whatever it is, because people have differing. But I, I, this is, this is kind of like, this maybe is my, most, uh, my second most important piece of counsel to the listeners, especially the younger people. Number one, financial advisor. Number two, don't mistake volume of sexual activity with your side piece for love. Okay? Don't mistake volume of sexual activity with your side piece for love. And... and... <laughs> And also, to coincide with that, with your main squeeze, if volume 
goes down a little bit, don't panic. That's right. Okay. So I conceived my second child in a commercial break in 2021, which is something that we'll always have as a family. Oh, yeah. That was the original sound story. I remember that day. Hey, you were on the show. I was. There was a, you were not, obviously you were not in the studio because you came back saying, you know what sucks about doing the show in studios, you can only have sex with your co-host. Um, <laughs> and I remember uh, the, I think it was Rocky Doug, myself. Iggy, Iggy was definitely there because he was singing when I correct. got back. And we all kind of walked around like, what's going on? And it was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, that was, so uh, my younger son turns two this Saturday. So I got to do this. So that would have been May of 21, I believe. Yep. And that's kind of what we would do in commercial breaks. And I've been married at that point a decade. Mm -hmm. But we didn't have a one or two-year-old running around. This case is now. Well, I don't know if I'm going too far behind the curtains, but I ain't doing a lot of fucking right now. All right? Mm -hmm. And I would imagine most people with a six-year-old and a one-year-old aren't doing a lot of fucking. Nature of the beast. Now, my older son was three almost four then so then once you get there from my experience it kind of frees you up a little bit yeah and then we're down there we're both in a better place oh i've got you know eight minutes yeah plenty more than plenty (laughs) more than plenty let me get rid of this nut (laughs) why if anyone ever says tim isn't a romantic thank you substack yeah (laughs) <laughs> and in this case, I guess the session was a little longer because I came back and Iggy was singing. Correct, yeah. Yep. Bellowing, really. And little did I know we had our first conception amongst the dais during the show. Right, that, that we're aware of. That's true. That we're aware of. That's true. Yeah. But I could be doing, like today, I thought, oh, maybe I'm going to wind up doing the show from home. Mm-hmm. With both children at home, I don't care. Like, if you would have said, I'll give you a 5000 to one, I'm like, it ain't going to happen. Right. It just ain't going to happen. Yeah. It just isn't going to happen. Not to mention we have a camera thing now. could really pose wow, a problem. what a situation that would be. could really pose a problem because, you know, we don't I've know told, I've on. told my wife, you got to do OnlyFans. You, you really ought to. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. Do well. You keep me out of it. That's in good for business. Yeah. Um. So I, this is just a little counsel. This is one of those things that I don't know if you know when you're in your 20s, but assuming you've had multiple long-term relationships when you're in, even in your 30s, certainly 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, don't mistake volume of sex and also intensity of sex that is the newness, the biochemistry, perhaps our true original sin. Not Adam and Eve. I believe that's true. But that biochemically, we are predisposed to seek new people in which to deposit our demon seed. And therefore, we mistake that desire for either new love or a failure of that which is a long-term relationship. And it is not. And it leads to divorces. And then it leads to families breaking up. And it leads to this fucked up family marital law. And it's a motherfucker. So that's my counsel. Number one, get a financial advisor. And do not be duped into thinking that new sex equals new love. Jackson, I, I, I don't have to worry about that with you. But these are the... Oh, that's good counsel. I am... What's it, which one's your bad shoulder, Tim? 
left slap tear season. Now I'm, I'm very concerned that these daily QFTAs are going to really be a problem with <laughs> the like slap tear because you do a lot of this, and there was one point where you really kind of hit your rotator cuff on mm-hmm. it. I'm nervous that that slap tear is going to make a, a very big reemergence uh, due to the daily QFTAs. <sighs> Between that and balloon party, because you, you, you give you'll give it to them. Well, I guess where I really get worked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. The, the, the JFK. What he was injured in World War II, right? JFK. That's where that comes from. Did he have to think? Yeah. To I think, have but it, I think it was his right arm. That would make sense. That would make sense. I guess I'll look it up. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't. I mean, yeah. I didn't come prepared with that information. J- JFK injury, World War II. Uh, two members of the thirteen men. PT. Well, here's a sharp-looking cat. Uh, <laughs> no 109 doubt. crew were killed instantly in the crash. Kennedy was spared but thrown hard against the deck and badly hurt his back. Okay. I thought it was his arm. That makes sense. Somebody will pop up in the YouTube chat and motherfuck me for not knowing that. See if it's already happened. I wasn't totally aware of it. I no, knew Mr. Smith in support. Mr. Smith and I are both on the... I don't know if he's poly... I don't know what he would do. Mr. Smith, you can tell me what you would describe yourself as. I just... I separate sex from love. And I and I think probably most guys like deep 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 down do as well. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know why this is the way that it is that more women associate sex with love, and so I think it actually can be more dangerous on the female side. Going, oh, he's paying attention to me. Oh, you know, I just my just got my lips shot up, and he didn't say anything about it. You know, I got my new Instagram picture, and he didn't he didn't like it. But there's my trainer, Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And boy, is he buff. Yeah, and he's got a brand new lease. Uh, okay. And, you know, obviously he's killing it. Yeah, right. Because uh, I saw his, you know, new Instagram business. And then you get tempted. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, oh, yeah, we have four kids. But I went, I went chasing strange. Yeah. Yep. It's a, probably a common mistake. I bet it is. And that's why, that's why I'm trying the financial advisor thing and then mistaking sex for love. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you've also counseled to get your wisdom teeth out at a younger age. Ooh, that's a good one, too. I probably wouldn't rank it as high as those two. Top 20, though. Yeah. yeah and don't get addicted to carbs, I think you've said before. Uh, don't. Well, that just depends on what you're... Situation is well. Said uh, I can't recall who said this either, but I was like, "Oh, that's kind of me." You never want to get addicted to a guaranteed paycheck, and I remember saying that. And Doug goes, "Why wouldn't you want a guaranteed paycheck?" But that's where Doug's mind. He wants a guaranteed paycheck. I don't want a guaranteed paycheck. And then some people might go, "Why wouldn't you want a paycheck?" Because I want upside. I don't want to. I don't want to like go into work and know exactly what I'm going to make. Where are you on that? Probably more in Doug's camp. I see the value in what you're saying on that. But uh, so much of that is situational, you know. Like, I could say one thing, but then you have commitments or, you know, dependents of some sort, and it's like, well, I actually kind of need. Right. I kind of need a guarantee, or at least, like, a a knowledge of, a basic knowledge of what my floor is. I just, yeah, so I guess, yeah, there's, there's, that's 100% true. Yeah. Yeah, never get addicted to a guaranteed paycheck or carbohydrates. Or the two most dangerous things to get addicted to are guaranteed paychecks and carbohydrates i think that's what it is sugar too man it's easy to get addicted to sugar that falls under that umbrella yeah yeah you're right so i don't know see anus eating equals love that's from day drinking brian i like day drinking brian i actually do agree with that 
Is this your way of telling us you're going to take recovering alcoholic up on his outstanding offer? That's from Mrs. Janie Shanahan. Mm. <laughs> well, Wellington and Klaibs, I think. Yeah, here. I don't want to speak for you. <laughs> uh, I look at it this like this. Uh, Carlos Bicewiner. No, this is Don Peepee. I apologize. I look Don. at it like this. I love Mike Tyson's punch out, but if I played it every day for 20 years, I'd not want to play it every day. Huh. I, I also went to video games with it. because. Did you really? Well, because if I get a new video game, I play it a lot, and then I play it a little less, a little less, a little less, until you get to a point where it's like, now I never play it anymore. I Let me tell you something here. And this isn't hot, even though I said, let me tell you something here. Mm. Uh, my wife is so concerned about our two boys playing video games, and, I'm, and I just want to pull her aside, and maybe I'll do it on the podcast, because this isn't passive-aggressive, and say, you can't stop this. Nope. There are some things these boys are going to be doing that you're probably not going to really enjoy. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, as a guy, this is going to happen. Like, when they start beating the hell out of each other, like, I love now that the near two-year-old hits back. And I'm like, this is great. Good for you. Because he's being an ass anyway. He needs it, you know. (laughs) Like, you view it differently, especially when you had two brothers. And I have a younger sister, but, I mean, you know, she's 13 years younger than me. Uh, You just view it differently. And my wife is an only child, so she never saw brothers and what goes on. Now, your brother is much older than you, so it's a different... Would have been, would have been tough. Strange. 18, he's right. like beating my well, eight-year-old ass. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm just like, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be discouraged by the chaos. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a flaw. This is what goes on. It, 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 enjoy the chaos because it's you know a lot of it's going to be amusing and somebody's going to cry and somebody's going to bitch and somebody's going to get hurt and then in five minutes it's over usually. Do you hear that? I'm telling you, somebody's I heard out a there. Slam. Yeah, I heard a slam. Like I have a scar in the back of my head now. Since I shaved my head, you probably can't see. That's from my brother Danny throwing me into like a door when what? I was like seven or eight, mm-hmm. and he was like six. Yeah. That's what happens. It's just the cost of doing business. Right. It's not like a moral reflection. Doug talks happen. about all the drywall he had to replace, having three it's Part boys. of the, I'm looking at it now. But I kind of, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're firing pucks around the basement. We're kicking a soccer ball, throwing a football, throwing yeah. a baseball. It's going to happen. What the fuck? Video games are inevitable. Video games are awesome. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're just awesome. And for me, like I know NCAA football is making a return. Oh, I, I hope, I, there's a lot of rumors with that. Like I, they say it is, I'll believe it when I fucking see it though. But the day that comes back, if I were to get that, or even if I were to get like like I guess golf games now. Oh yeah, they're good. Maybe even like a baseball game. MLB the show is a fun game. Because I don't play. I just can't. Like this weekend was, you know, I had a bunch of stuff going on with the kids and everything, but. I'm like, God, I can get in a poker tournament in my mind. I'm like, I know I'm not going to. I mean, I know, I know exactly what will happen. I'll my money, and then it'll just be like it's a shove fest on this stupid shit structure that the site I play on. Every, like, once a quarter I'll play on. And it's just dumb. And then I'm like, God, I wasted six hours to, like, shove with jacks and have some dumb shit call me with King Jack and a King hit, and it's just like, eh. <laughs> that was great. What a, I just, you just view time differently when you have. Yeah, no doubt. But for like an hour or two, I wouldn't mind playing some. Yeah, dude. dude and so like, even the one that. And my boys are going to do it, and I'm all for it. And I notice, so I take that Patrick Harrington bite we played. 
Yes. Yep. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This is another. This is I wouldn't put this in up there with the uh, don't mistake sex for love and uh, get a financial advisor. But this is top twenty as well. Just like get your wisdom teeth taken out earlier. Yeah. I thought that Patrick Harrington thing was so good. Yeah. And I view it that way now too. And he essentially said, "We ought to play that." My mother-in-law said something about how great that was. Like my boy, I'm like I cannot get my one-year-old off the driving range, and I'm not saying, "Look, I've got Tiger." I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know what the fuck the deal is. He can't stop hitting balls, and I can't get him to leave. So that's annoying. But he's one. What am I going to? He's two in a week. But my older son loves to go. But all he wants to do is then he also wants to like get like his Patrick Harrington's like get a Coke. Or whatever. Yeah, right. So, you know, so we get Ice something drink. to drink. And yes, exactly. Then we go to family golf more mm -hmm. often than not. And uh, and so I'll go in there with them. It's anarchy, as you might imagine. And now there's a golden tea in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the older one has just been introduced to golden tea. <laughs> And absolutely loves it. And then he's asking questions like, okay, so that's a birdie. Okay, now I understand it. And like, why are you getting all that? And I go, well, that's an eagle, you know? And so it, I think it actually plays a role in, just like I heard Chris Russo on Andrew uh, Marchand's uh, sports media podcast saying gambling actually helps him follow games closer. It does, just like fantasy sports does. Doug plays in a fantasy hockey league. To, 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 to keep up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It does. It's 100%. not a bad thing. No. NBA Live 06, D-Way on the cover, is the reason I can trace back my love for the NBA. That's where, I, that's where I found I didn't know any teams. I didn't know any players. I played that video game all the time. I learned everything I, I learned. I needed to know about basketball. D-Way became my favorite player. It got me more interested in the actual playing of the game. That's why I love basketball. My first ever video is game is right? NBA Live 06. That's where I fell in love with Allen Iverson because he couldn't miss from behind the arc in that game. And, yeah, that's, I really do attribute it. It gets kids into sports. In the major. I wouldn't know anything about soccer outside of the world if I didn't start playing FIFA. But I play FIFA, and now I know more about international teams and start watching yeah, the L stuff. There's truth like, about that, yeah. Like, I just wouldn't be as into it if I didn't play the video games because it's so hyper-realistic nowadays, super, super fun. I can also see the downside of it with anything, though. It's about moderation. Like, if you play an hour or two every couple days, like, you're not going to fry your brain. It's, 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 it's not the case. God, I can't recall who I was talking to, but this was somebody who's super sharp. Um, and talking about that video games actually play a role in younger people, and they want, especially with AI problem-solving and development and programming, it's just one of those things that, like, I think, like, the older generation, like, maybe my parents, when kids started playing video games, and I guess maybe it was in the late 70s, early 80s, but then I, you know, for me, in the late 80s with Nintendo, mm -hmm. it's like I don't understand it, so therefore it's bad. And I just, I just, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. So that's something where me and my wife differ. I don't. It's just what you it's just what you're gonna do and it's not a bad thing. I just don't I just don't associate like I don't know. I don't know. I and, and, and either way, we can sit there and bitch about it all we want. It's going to it's going to be part of their lives. Yep. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's totally the case. And I don't know like and if you're someone who hasn't played video games in like ten, fifteen years, you should take a look at some of what video games look like nowadays. I could put a game of NBA two K twenty four on my T V and set it to the right camera angle and you would think it's an actual basketball game being played that's yeah, how good that's it how looks. good it is it's just unbelievable how far they've come and it looks great super easy and you know everything in moderation though. like if you're playing 12 hours a day yeah not great for you but 
you're playing, if it's like, it's how I do it. Like I probably play 20 minutes once I've done everything after dinner, I'll fire it up real quick, play a game of NBA 2K and go to bed. Like I, I, I find a lot of pleasure out of it. God. Yeah. So like a day, but I'd have to balance it, but I would really legitimately enjoy it. If they bring NCAA football back, you should whole, you should a hundred percent start. Cause that, Ooh. that shit is so much fun. Ooh. I'll sometimes still play the, the 14 NCAA football 14 is the last one released. It still rocks. It's a better game engine than Madden. It just rocks. Like it's so much fucking fun. God, I hope they bring that back. I'd be into it. Uh, the cell phone has completely warped my daughter's mind. That's from Don Peepee. Carlos Spicewinner says, be one of the cool people like me and get into sports cards. Same effect, oddly, with keeping up with it. It's from Carlos Spicewinner. Yeah, man. It's true. Um, all right, I got one more via email. This was just sent in while we were doing the program. This is another one for you, Jackson. Can you ask Jackson his thoughts on Mizzou basketball's yellow uniforms that they seem to wear for all their big games? They look like practice unis and should be banished. Thanks. That's from banished. That's from Mudjack Michael. Here's the one he's talking about, not the ones they wore against the uh, fighting Gators. I, he's talking about. I couldn't agree more. It's terrible. They look like track uniforms. They wear it every year for the bragging rights game. It sucks. Oh, that's what it is. You're right. Yeah. I hate it so much. I hate those uniforms. They need to get rid of those. The white and the blacks look great. The throwbacks that they wore against Florida looked really good. I hate Hate. I wonder if I'd like the throwbacks if they wore them all the time because I loved seeing that. Yeah, I, on they, Saturday. They, they have to center the number because of NCAA rules now, which is nuts. But the original ones had the numbers off to the off side, to the side and yeah. it looked great. Yeah. The centered numbers don't look that good, but they are much better than the gold alternative uniform, which sucks. Terrible. Hate them, hate them, hate them. Are you despondent about this year's uh, college basketball for Missouri? No. Yes and no. Like, I can look at it through a realistic lens, and reading Gabe is actually really, really cathartic in that way because he's like, hey, man, don't, it's like kind of like, don't panic. Yeah. It's, it's like they probably overachieved last year because, like, Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge took massive leaps in their game for, between their junior and senior season, and that was a huge reason it bolstered everyone else. This year, they didn't get probably everyone they wanted in the, in the portal, therefore, they don't have an ISO score. So, it's just not in the cards this year. I'm not despondent over it because I still have a lot of faith in Dennis Gates. Like if you're someone who's like, oh, I love Dennis Gates last year, and then this year they've shown up, and he's like, well, maybe it's time to get rid of him, then you don't understand the ups and downs. Of Is it. there a lot of that? It's I mean, there's going to be vocal. some of it, I, I no matter what. I mean, what. I just kind of, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm really not concerned. I'm not concerned at all. I'm not, I'm really, really. Now, he has to have a big portal season. They got to find an ISO score. They got to find someone. Like, Tamar Bates had 36 against Florida. That was great to see because that's what they got Bates to do, to go out there and get buckets. If he can continue that, then my worries really go down because that's what they've been begging for all year is someone to just take over yeah. and score 20 or more points. And Sean East isn't that guy. Yeah. He's a spark plug. He's a great spark plug. I uh, opened up the door while you were, I don't know if I slid out for those who are watching on YouTube. And God, I mean, can you not feel that? Can you feel it? Is it? Much cooler, oh, it is much cooler. Oh, I'm like, I feel like I might get sick. On, I'm, I'm going to stay on the air so I can vomit on YouTube and see what happens. Great, give it that. Um, all right, uh, let's shut it down. Uh, how long do we go? An hour and 15 minutes? Hour 25. Wow, God, unbelievable. All right, that's going to wrap it up. I'm going to head home. Boys are at home. See if I can get up the driveway. I'd bet that's 10 to 1 at best. Yeah, you might be on the street. I'll be on the street. Um, and then, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I think we'll be doing QFTA, I think, uh, all week. Sweet. At around 11 o'clock, I awesome. think. You're going out of town next week, right? Yeah, I'm here all week. Who comes in for QFTA? When I'm out? Yeah. Either KG or Plowhawk. Yeah. See what we got. Um, I think Plowhawk could be weirded out by me on QFTA. Hmm. <laughs> 
I really don't talk much on TMA. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. It's like I got things to say. I just can't get in. And I'm like, oh, I'll just make sure I talk when I make sure I get the advertisers in. Otherwise, I got Balloon Party and QFTA and all this. We have other outlets. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, all right. Time for us to shut it down. For Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the Longo Big Studios.